back to the Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Larry Kudlow. So, does anybody care about economic growth? Nah. Nah. We'd rather have legal jihads. We'd rather have wealth taxes, the never-ending wealth tax campaign. Editorial in the Wall Street Journal this morning. Anyway, we'll talk some growth with my pal David Malpass, former president of the World Bank and uh, served in the Trump administration in the Treasury in the Reagan years. David, uh, I got one for you. Uh, I'm not going to let you off the hook. This is too much fun. Gene Sperling, op-ed piece. I believe it was yesterday's journal. And then Lael Brainerd, another one of your favorites, um, she gave an interview that got coverage as a news story. Anyway, David, the massive outsized Biden spending starting in March of 2021, the $1.9 trillion American whatever plan, worked, according to Gene Sperling, economic advisor to Joe Biden, and uh, before that, Barack Obama, and Ms. Lael Brainerd, longtime Federal Reserve. Now she's got my old job at the NEC. It worked. The spending worked, David, and we're heading towards uh, 120 percent of GDP on the debt to GDP ratio. Uh, are you going to subscribe to that? Are they right? Hi, hi, Larry. Well, you know, economists have can spin everything, and so one thing is if you ignore the the debt that was accumulated and you ignore the inflation, then it worked. Yeah, huh. um, because. It, it did uh, inject giant amounts into the economy. I want to bring in also the regulatory uh, problems. That It explains why we are having this persistent inflation. Um, you know, w- t- typically we think of inflation being a monetary phenomenon, but I think what we've got going right now is we have inflation being a government phenomenon. It's the government spending and regulation mm-hmm. that prevents people from working. It adds to prices. It creates consumption without creating the investment underneath. And so if we really want to have a secure world, we have to find a way to get much faster growth. Peace through strength for Ronald Reagan was based, and you were there, on the starting point of finding a path to 3 and 4% growth and 5% growth. And that's what scared the Soviet Union. We've got the opposite going now. You can imagine Russia looking at what the U.S. is doing and say, hey, let's just keep this all going for as long as possible because we're going to beat them in the long run. You know, John Cochran from Hoover, formerly Chicago, he has this theory about the— um you know, the, a fiscal explanation for inflation, which I buy not 100 percent, but I understand his point and your point. I mean, your point on regs, it's a supply side problem. If, if you are choking off the supply of goods or services or technology advances and you're pumping up demand through government stimulus, you know, stuff goes right into your checking account, not Fannie Willis because she does it all in cash. But most people have a checking account. Um, that's inflationary. You're choking off supply and you're expanding demand. Now, again, Gene Sperling, look, I'm not, I'm not attacking him personally. I, you know Gene. I know Gene. I've known him for years. Lael Brainerd, I don't really know her. I think you know her. But um, they're arguing that inflation doesn't matter. The debt doesn't matter. The spending doesn't matter. What mattered was government stimulus, which has given us in the last year, and I've acknowledged this, a stronger than expected economy. There was no recession. 
Um, the economy was stronger. And that's the challenge here. We're going to have this debate all over again. That's, that's right. And so uh, we, we have that works for politicians. So if you're running and you're planning to stay in office for three years, uh, then, then, then your, your goal is to get a huge amount of spending injected into the economy so you look good while you're, while mm-hmm. you're there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the problem is, for the long run, it undercuts the growth. I think we're we're kind of trying to say, is this like the 1970s? And it's not at all. In mm-hmm. the 70s, the dollar was devalued, energy prices went up, and then it, over a period of 10 years, you know, devastated the economy as it passed through. This time, it's a different cause. And so you can't treat it with the same things. In In the 70s, you ended up treating it as Reagan did, with defending the dollar and then with tax cuts that caused growth. This time around, we have to, I think, really focus on how do you unwind the regulatory burden that's uh, that's yeah. going. It's going every day out of all the international institutions. They all, they all uh, get together and collude to find the most expensive way uh, to do whatever their goals are. I think um, it's, by the way, that's a good point. I don't think you have a dollar problem right now. I mean, I if you look at commodity indexes or gold, I don't know if they're too high or too low, Dave, but they're they're basically stable. You take a look at right. I mean, you know, you had the pandemic bump and so forth, but it, if you if you adjust for that and even in exchange rate terms, the dollar's been pretty darn stable. So you're right. This is not a crashing dollar. Uh, So we have a different problem. I'll call it the capital misallocation. And I was happy Elon Musk said it yesterday. The government is absorbing all this money and then it decides where the money goes. Uh, And so you're not going to get growth out of that. And to make matters worse, the government, both the Treasury and the Fed are borrowing at the short end of the curve. Mm. So they're sitting right on, you know, we have an inverted yield curve, which should be a red flag for everybody. You know, economics can't work when you have an inverted yield curve. And yet the government, the Treasury and Fed are both borrowing heavily at the short end. Uh, And so that is a temporary that allows them to do these articles that you were mentioning. I don't know um, that, that I, you know. I uh, I've always been, I mean, even I, who usually don't care about debt. I'm, I mean, I'm alarmed that the <laughs> debt in public hands, the latest CBO report, we reported it on the TV show, but David, I don't think, I don't think that impacts interest rates so much uh, per se. I, I liked your other argument better this regulatory supply side argument. But I'll tell you this, affordability, affordability. This is something that people don't understand. We've got Trump. I got Trump on this, on the campaign trail. Prices are going up the last three years, not every month, but last three years, affordable prices gone up five points more than wages. So, Real wages have fallen. That's the affordability crisis. Exactly right. I got to jump. What the government's doing is raising rates into that affordability. So if you're trying to buy, if you're a young person trying to buy a house or a car, you're out of luck right now. Maybe so. Unaffordable. Maybe so. There's uh, default rates are starting to pick up. So there's something to that. Whether it's debt caused or what, I don't know. Anyway, David Malpass. Former World Bank president, uh, Trump Treasury advisor. 
We're going to take a break, folks, do some stock market work. On the other side, I'm Kudlow. Please stick around. Lots more cooking. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com. 